Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Hey, good day, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well out there today. We started a podcast series a few weeks ago called Fresh Beginnings, New Disciplines, and we want to continue that series today as we're still a few weeks, only a few weeks into the year 2021. It's almost February. We're closing in on a new month, but uh, we want to set some new disciplines for the new year. And I'm driving right now and I had my thoughts with me and, and I started to think about what's a new discipline I want to make based on what we looked at this past Sunday. This past Sunday, we were in the beginning of James chapter five and James was giving us a warning to those who are rich. And as we made our way through that lesson, we realized most of us in America are rich, whether we admit it or not. And that the warning in James 5 is probably to every single one of us here in America. And so, man, that lesson rattled me in a good way. It's something that I really hadn't considered up until that point that how rich I really am, how am I using my riches, what are things in my life that I need and don't need. And as part of my new discipline this year, and really that's that's what I'm going to talk about today is, is my new discipline that I'm hoping that maybe would encourage and motivate you to set a new discipline as well. But I'm speaking to myself today because I've been thinking and talking with my wife based on that lesson from James 5 about, you know, what should we do? What kind of steps should we take? What kind of changes should we make based on what we learned from James chapter 5? And and one of the seemingly obvious ones that came to my mind and keeps coming to my mind is, I don't know if you guys make budgets. I'm guessing most of you do make budgets. It's a good thing. It's kind of hard to keep track of your finances unless you do make a budget. So I'm guessing most of us have budgets. And I'm the financial leader of our home, so I'm, I make a budget and, um, you know, we, we look at our finances and we think about what we can afford, what we can't afford, and and you make a budget. And you, you try as hard as you can to stick to that budget so that you don't find yourself in a financial, uh, you know, situation. <laughs> um, so I, I want to talk about a budget today, but I want to talk about a budget in maybe a different light than we would have considered up until this point. If you were listening to that lesson from James chapter 5, you're going to be right with me. If you haven't, I encourage you to read the first six verses of James chapter 5 so you can kind of get an idea for what we're talking about today. But I don't have the text in front of me, otherwise I would read it to you. But I just want to think about making a new budget this year, because it's still early in this year, and it's it's still time to, and even if it wasn't, it's still time to, to make a proper budget. And I want to think about making a budget unto the Lord. And I've never really thought about that before. I've never really did that. I've never heard anyone say such a thing. Um, I Like you, I grew up in, in some of these Christian circles where, you know, people would tell us how good it is to not go in debt and to save money and put money away and have a 401k. That's the responsible thing to do. That's what a good steward would do. Don't buy things unnecessarily. Make sure you save. Make sure you have money for your college, for your kid's college fund. Make sure you have money in case something breaks. You know, put money away. Be very disciplined with your money. And I've heard all those talks. And to some degree, they're valid. But I'm telling you, James 5 rattled me and it, and it and it put a new perspective in me that I don't want to go, I don't want it to leave. I want it to stay and I want to make a new discipline upon it. And really the point of James 5 has been the point of the entire book of James. It's following Jesus. It's love. It's it's things that all of scripture represents and, and goes over ad nauseum. And, and James just reiterates and he gives us some really specific examples of how we need to love more and 
how we need to follow Christ better. And I think one of those things that's implanted in my mind after that lesson is that my budget even needs to bow to Jesus. As a family, as a leader of my family, I, I need to make sure that even the things that I'm spending money on are all things that serve my Lord Jesus. And so I'm thinking about my budget and the budget we've had for you know the last couple of years. And now I'm talking to my wife and going, man, are we supposed to have the things that we have? Are we supposed to be budgeting for the things that we have budgeted for? Are these things the most pleasing to the Lord? If, if What if we did it differently, Janine? What if we looked at our budget from a different angle? What if we looked at it in the aspect of how can we best serve the Lord and help those in need? What if every budget line item was seeking to serve those two things? How can we best love my Lord and how can we best love my neighbor? Because those are the two greatest commandments for Christians. What if even our budget served those two commandments? And do you see how the question immediately changes the perspective of a budget? And now you look at your budget differently and go, well, wait a minute. Okay, some things are still needs. Okay, I guess I need to heat my family. I need to feed my family. I need to take care of those basic human necessities. But let's be honest. If we looked at our budget from that perspective, there's probably a lot in that budget that is excess. And again, I'm really trying hard not to be legalistic about this and start mandating things for each other, but... I'm really talking about myself and I'm hoping that this, this idea that I have for myself that I hope materializes, I haven't even done it yet, I'm just thinking about it, would also encourage and inspire you to think about that as well. How can our budgets even serve the King of Kings? I think if we were honest, as we stated on Sunday, there's a lot of things in our life that we have that aren't needs. And if we really held it up to the light and said, is everything, every line of, every line item in my budget of a need for my family? Is it, is it something we must have? And if we were really critical about our budget that way, I'm guessing that we would find several items on that list that would not make the cut based on that. To say, no, that's not a need, that's not a must. It's nice to have, I've gotten used to having it, but it's not a must. And maybe that would be step one, is just to, just for the first thing we do is just single those items out and put them in a different category and could say, okay, these things are things we've had, we've had for a long time, we like having, but they're not needs, they're not musts. We could get by without them. And then once you do that, once you actually get that list and say, here are several things that I don't consider needs, look at the list from the perspective of what if we took away some of those things? What if we trimmed some of those things? What if we didn't have some of those things in our budget, in our lives? What would be freed up to serve the Lord and serve his people? See, the church um, the church has weathered a big breaker wave in the past year called the coronavirus pandemic. And I'm a church leader, and I'm not the one who handles the finances, thankfully, for our church, but I know enough to know that we've we've uh, we've gone through a financial I'm not going to say crisis that sounds really dramatic but a financial hardship and we've we've lost a lot of giving over the past year and I know we're not alone I know a lot of churches would say the same and because I am the leader of the church and I'm now so, sort of asking the same questions for our church going 
you know, what are really needs for our church? What are things we can get by without? Where can we trim? Just, just to make the budget, just to be good stewards of it. And so that we can make it and we can pay our salaries and we can, you know, pay our missionaries and we can pay our rent and pay our utilities and things like that. It's, we're going to have to make some adjustments and we've already made some adjustments based on giving going down. But again, what if we asked it from a perspective of what actually will best serve the kingdom of heaven? What if every single item in our budget had to make the cut on that question or it got chopped off? Now, most needs for a family would probably make that cut because we're still seeking to love people. We're seeking to love our family. Because, and that's still a way to love people, is to love your family, take care of your wife and your spouse and your children. So needs would still make the cut, most of them. But what wouldn't make the cut is a better question. What kinds of things would we start trimming if we were really critical about that budget and saying, you know what, if I didn't do this, if we didn't have this, if we didn't need to pay for this, boy, we would have some money. We'd have some money to give to the church, to give to missions, to give to those who are hurting in our community, to give to those families and friends and loved ones in our life that have struggled in the past year, that we've told them, you know, we wish we could help you, but we ourselves don't have a lot. But what if we looked at our budget and said, oh boy, there's, there's some things, there's some things that I don't think I need. I don't think we need as a family. Do you see what would happen? Is we would free up some finances and we would start having the opportunity to give more and immediately we have an opportunity to love where we didn't before and it, it sounds simplistic right it sounds too simple too easy it also sounds too hard <laughs> from another angle because again we're americans and of course we have excess but everyone has excess everybody in america has excess we have a different standard of living and a different standard of living isn't necessarily wrong but again, what if the question was not, is it wrong, but is it right enough? Does it best serve my Lord? Does it best love my neighbor? We might come to some different conclusions. And the goal here is not budgetary. That's not the goal. The goal today is not financial stability or security or savings. The goal is the goal for every part of our lives, for it to bow and submit to the King of Kings before he comes back. So that when the Lord Jesus comes back, and he is going to come back soon, very soon, he can look at every area of our life and see that we sought every area of our life to submit to him. And I think for Americans, we haven't really looked at our pocketbooks that way. Maybe some of us have, maybe I'm being too critical. Maybe there's part, parts of you that are already doing this. And you're saying, no, I already do this. You're, you're behind You're behind in this, in this position. We've already done this as a family and you need to catch up with us. And I, I really hope that's true. But I haven't heard a lot of conversations about that um, growing up. And, and I'm wondering, maybe there's, there's several of us who have never looked at our budget that angle. And now we're going, man, there's, there's ways for me to love that I, I never considered before. And I, I think there's two things that can happen. Number one, even your budget will be submissive to King Jesus. And number two, according to James 5 and what we learned, there'll be a lot less danger of me being corrupted and getting fat off the world if I let the King, Jesus, dictate 
what's in my budget. Two great things would happen. I would love people more and I would be in less danger of loving the world. And two really powerful, really good, really things that matter in eternity would happen. And I, I think it's worth it. I think we're talking about a podcast here about making new disciplines and having fresh beginnings. I, I think it's worth it. I really do. And I, my family is going to do it this way. And I don't know if we'll have great success. I don't know if we'll keep it going. I don't know if this will be a you know, short-lived thing. I hope not. I hope this is a, a permanent turning point for our family where we just look very critically at, at what God has given us and how we can use it to serve other people and serve his kingdom. But I'm going to be honest. I have never done this kind of thing before. Not critically. Not, not, not big overhaul change. And so I'm even going to sort of request that you pray for me that way that we can make new changes and permanent changes for our family, that we can just say, listen, we don't need this. And while everybody else has it, okay, we're not going to be self-righteous about this. We're not going to promote it. We're not going to boast about the things that we've trimmed and how trim our budget is. The reason I'm telling you this today is I just, I want to help us all. And I'm not coming from a standpoint of someone who's figured this out and someone who's done a fantastic job. I'm just thinking today, I'm musing about ways that I have yet to let Jesus get reign over my life. And budget is one of those things. And I don't think I have tons of excess. I don't think there's, you know, a common thread through my budget of selfishness and greed. But I'm an American, and there's a bunch of excess in there. And there's things that I've justified having that if I looked at it from the angle of does it serve the kingdom of God, it might not make the cut. And that's all I'm saying to you today. That's the only thing I want to encourage you today is, is to, boy, really consider the brevity of time we have on this earth. That Jesus, as we're going to look at, learn in our next passage in James, he says he's standing at the door. He's standing at the door. I want you to picture Jesus at the door with his hand on the doorknob. And yes, there's not a literal door, but he, he's giving us the sense of what's happening. Jesus is standing at the door and any moment he's going to open that door and he's going to appear. And we've never seen him appear, so we're all thinking, boy, you know, that seems like a long ways off because it seems so different and so big and so permanent. But Jesus said, I'm coming soon. My hand is on the doorknob. At any moment, I'm going to open that door. And don't you want to be able to say that every part of your life was considered about how to submit to King Jesus? And there's one part of my life that I don't think I've given over to him, and that's how I use my finances. I just kind of make decisions based on autopilot, based on things we need and things we want and things everybody else has. And I think it's time to start asking questions that I haven't asked before. And I just hope that encourages you. I hope that's something that perhaps if you're not doing, that perhaps you'd consider doing today so that the Lord can know that we love him, even with a thing that is in America is one of the hardest things to love him with is our money and the stuff that we have. I hope that's an encouragement to you. Thanks for tuning in. Make a new discipline to the Lord this year for his glory. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.